positive look into my bookshelf, what I'm reading, what's inspired me, and what lessons to take away from it and apply to your own creative business. Hi friend, and welcome back. Lovely to see you again. I hope you're doing well. Episode 3, uh, we talked about a book last week, so this week I'm going to be sharing some creativity tips for you. Because I think it's all very good and well talking about stuff. <laughs> I love talking about stuff. Um, but what I wanted to make sure this podcast was as well was an opportunity for me to share with you how to introduce more creativity into your life and to yeah, and to inspire you to hopefully like start building up your creative practice, to maybe start returning to it. So I wanted to share five tips today on how to get more creative every day without feeling overwhelmed. Because I think that sometimes when we think about creativity and engaging in our creative practices, we kind of start thinking, oh my goodness, I don't have time. It's just another thing on the to-do list. Uh, you know, I can't do it, etc., etc. I've got too much going on with running my business. And I hear you and I've been there. So yeah, today I thought it'd be fun to share some tips with you uh, because it's something I get asked about a lot as to how to actually do the thing um, without losing our minds in the process. So the first tip I wanted to share was to work out what creativity practically looks like for you. No abstract stuff, no, no shoulds, no musts, nothing like that. What what would it mean to you to be more creative in a really practical and tangible sense? Because as soon as we've kind of pinned down the tangible aspect and notion of it, that's when we can start making stuff happen with it instead of kind of, you know, daydreaming about it and thinking, oh, it'd be really nice if I did more of this, but I don't know how, etc., etc. So yeah, in purely practical terms, what does it look like for you? Does it look like, you know like writing does it look like drawing does it look like painting does it look like something else does it look like taking up a new hobby does it look like restarting an old one does it even look like all of these and maybe like a bit more as well it helps here to get really nice and specific as specific as you can and it also means that you're kind of less likely to give up once you know what you're aiming for so If, for example, you've decided that you really want to get back into pottery, that you used to really love pottery and you don't do it anymore, um, on a practical level, this can look like I'm going to do it once a week or I'm going to go to a six-week class or I'm going to X, Y, and Z. Like I said, as soon as we've kind of worked out tangibly what it looks like, that's the first, I think, really powerful step in making sure that our habit is working for us and not against us. And the second tip then... Once we kind of know what we're going to do and maybe like how many times a week we're going to do it or, you know, what else we need is to block out time in your calendar. I mentioned this in last week's episode, but I think sometimes as business owners, we're very guilty of putting a lot of stuff in our calendar that is for purely for other people and not for us. Um, And I'm not going to use the phrase productivity hack here and it's not a phrase I like to use very often because I think it kind of is sometimes tied up in a lot of like unhealthy uh, capitalistic notions and ideas of what productivity should mean 
So yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna do that. <laughs> but I digress. Um, so now you know what your creativity in a practical sense looks like, we can start to block out time to actually do it. So does it mean, for example, you have to get up a bit earlier in the day to fit in? Is it something you can get the kids involved in maybe? Is there a class you can go to? Whatever it is, diarise it in whichever way works for you. If you're a Google Calendar person, pop it in there. Um, If you're more of like a pen and paper person, pop it in there. Um, Because once we've put that metaphorical skin in the game, it'll make it so much easier to actually do the thing. And if you're maybe someone who has a spicy brain or is neurodivergent and you have, you know, specific things that work for you, like engage those, do those. Whatever helps you to get your shit done elsewhere, engage that here too. If you know what makes you productive in your business and your kind of daily life, um, yeah, like bring it in for your habits and your practices because, you know they don't have to just be things reserved for business. If it's something that works for you and you know it does and you know it helps you to get stuff done, then yeah, you know, treat it as that. Again, this is something I talked about in last week's episode where we talked about, um, you know, routines and things like that. But bringing the practical element into creativity isn't like, it doesn't make it less than. It can be a really important part of it and a really, like, essential part because you know creativity is about the act of doing a lot of the time and how are we going to do stuff if we are not making time to do it and bringing all like the practical bits to it um which kind of brings me on to my third tip actually which is to be realistic about what you can do this is really 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 important um when we want to do more of anything, there is a tendency, and I am speaking 100% from personal experience here, we might let shiny object syndrome take over a little bit. Uh, maybe more than a little bit, maybe a lot. <laughs> there is nothing wrong inherently with shiny object syndrome. But when it means that we're kind of trying to pack our schedules full of stuff, it can kind of work against us and eventually lead to feeling less creative and also to it's a fast track to burnout basically so when you've kind of decided what your practical creative activity looks like you're putting in time in the calendar um i ask you to be gently realistic about what you can do and what you can fit in the key to building any kind of creativity habit is to really have that balance of having really big beautiful bold dreams but also putting the things in place that make sure that you actually do the thing. Self-compassion is absolutely key here as well, especially when we're kind of being realistic about what we can do and really... Let's go back to my example. The six-week pottery class that you might want to do, if it doesn't fit in, then maybe it's time to think about something else. But do it in a way that's kind of kind and fits in with all the other stuff that you've got going on. Think of it in terms of like a consistent, you know, gym habit rather than doing the huge marathon once. That's a, a useful way to think about it. A friend reminded me recently that actually we can't do every single creative project that we dream of doing. And I'm sorry to break that news to you now as well. <laughs> huge apologies, but we can't. Um, and when she said this to me, it 
it kind of really it was really helpful for me personally in working out what I can actually prioritize and what wasn't so important to me if something's important enough to you hopefully you'll be able to make time for it I'm not going to say that as an absolute rule because I think we live in a society that's a bit more complicated than that another tip I wanted to share with you as well is to give yourself what you need I discussed blocking out time as like its own separate thing because I feel that one is especially important because time obviously is you know that's how we fit in habits it's how we fit in being more creative but I want you to also tie this in with what you need and I mean that in a practical sense and an emotional sense so practically if you're getting more creative um do you actually have the tools that you need if you're doing something like I don't know knitting or crochet or something like that are they to hand have you got a space where you can work comfortably in a practical sense might also look like do you need people to leave you alone while you do it do you need to carve out a space that's just yourself do you need to tell people to like give you some time because you're doing something that's important or on the opposite end of the scale do you actually need someone to help you be accountable and to do the work and I say work in inverted commas because it's play it isn't work or do you maybe need to switch your phone off I do this all the time having your phone switched off and having an element of technology kind of away from you is quite important when uh, trying to be more creative emotionally what you need and this is gonna again with the practical stuff really it's gonna look different for everybody but you may want to make sure that your creative practice is something that actually does feel good to you which is something that we can miss some of the time especially if we're kind of caught up in oh I should be journaling because that's what everyone does or I should be doing this or I should be doing that um should is a banned word in my creative practice and it should be in yours as well um can you work somewhere comfortably wherever you're getting creative are you comfortable um have you got like food water snacks um and I say this as someone who gets sucked into like the flow state a lot and I sometimes forget about uh eating and hydrating so yeah don't do do as I say not as I do (laughs) and my final tip for making sure to fit in more creativity every day without feeling overwhelmed is know that creativity can look however you want it to look this is probably not the first time nor will it be the last time I say this but creativity can look however we want it to look right it doesn't have to look like the traditional chucking paint at a canvas the traditional you know writing a fiction novel or something like that it can be in a gift that we make for a friend it can be in a meal that we cook for ourselves in a book that we can't stop reading because as soon as we start to let go of the conventional notions of what creativity has to look like the creativity begins to flow which is an ironic truth but a truth nonetheless i left this for the last most important tip because I have encountered a lot of people that feel like they're not doing creativity right which then leads them to stop doing the thing that they love doing and I don't want that to happen to you so this is a real reminder from me to you hand on heart to embrace your own unique creative self-expression whatever it looks like and fall in love with it make time for it 
make sure that you've got the right conditions around you to do it because once you kind of get those practical bits in place and the emotional bits in place and like the acceptance and the self-compassion that's what will keep you going creatively that's what will keep you in like a regular flow that's what will keep you inspired that's what will start to you know impact on other areas of your life as well that will bring in like those new fresh ideas and to keep things new and interesting i hope you find those tips useful i really enjoyed sharing them with you um if you enjoyed listening to this episode please share it with a friend you can let me know you can reach me at on instagram i spend a lot of my time on there at caitlin the creative so come and find me come and follow me say hello and yeah i'll catch you next week we're going back to the books next week and next week we will be chatting about um a book i really love um the story of art without men by katie hassel this is uh yeah i'm looking forward to chatting about this with you thanks so much for listening like i said please share um with anyone that you think would find this episode useful and i'll catch you next week